Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated podcast. I am your dungeon master, Anthony Reed. This is episode 11, and it is the third episode of the Brass Palace story arc. We got some really, really fun stuff to get to this episode, and I don't want to take up too much time, so I am going to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash adventureinc. They support this show. They go and put their money uh, into the thing that they want to see grow and change and expand. And hopefully uh, they're feeling that value uh, for this season. I, I've been having so much fun with this season and, and I hope you are too. And I want to take a second to, to invite everybody to come hang out in our discord, uh, discord.gg slash chicken flip. I, the letters are not important. You can click the link in the show notes, or you can go to our website and find a link to the discord. Come hang out with us. Uh, come, uh, talk to this community that we have going. That's, that's so cool. Uh, and, and we love, uh, interacting with the fans, uh, who are digging the show, including all of our patrons. So, uh, the patrons who support the show get to join a special uh, channel only for them over in the Discord. And it's fun. We have a lot of fun. So uh, come hang out with us. It's a good time. I also wanted to quickly mention that if there's, if you want to find other ways to support the show, you can tell people about it. You can leave reviews on your uh, whatever you use to uh, listen to the show on. And you can buy merchandise over at the uh, website as well, adventuringpod.com. There's shirts and stickers. Uh, it, it's a great time. Uh, we get some some really cool looking stuff up there. And there's more coming in a couple of months. Every six months, we uh, we flip over uh, the, the limited edition stuff. And I, I might have another surprise coming in September as well. So uh, go and check that out, uh, adventuringpod.com. That's where everything is. You can find it all at adventuringpod.com. All right, let's get started. Hi folks, Anthony here again to talk to you about the World of Capernia campaign setting and the Oakhaven anthologies from the East Coast Trolls. The Kickstarter is live now, so you can be a part of what they're doing over there. I want to talk to you a little bit about one facet of this that I haven't talked about uh, in the previous weeks, which is the artwork that they have commissioned to be part of this book. They've been working with a bunch of small indie artists who are doing some absolutely beautiful art and you can see it if you go over to eastcoasttrolls.com you can see some of the artwork not all of it but some of the artwork that they've commissioned so far and if the kickstarter is successful they're going to commission a whole bunch more from these small artists and it's really really cool to see a company that's making independent game stuff finding independent artists to support and to allow them to grow uh and to find independent voices like ours to to share that with and to talk about it as well so uh i really really appreciate the approach that the east coast trolls have taken uh to trying to get the word out about this kickstarter and you can support that by going over there and joining up with the kickstarter and getting some really awesome awesome stuff out of the deal as well. There's a bunch of reward tiers. Just go through, peruse it, see what you uh, can afford and what you want to get back from them because there's very cool stuff in their arsenal that you should check out. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, if you get some of the artwork, it's going to be gorgeous. It looks really, really, really great. So, uh, go and check that out. Uh, I, I assure you that it's, uh, it'll be worth your time to at least go and see what they're doing, uh, and see if you want to get in on what they're doing. Um, and I, I, cause I suspect you probably will again, eastcoasttrolls.com head over there, back the Kickstarter and let them know we sent you.
let's get on with the show. Nobles and farmers, knights and scoundrels, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Billroth, the ranger. She's a grimalkin, that's, uh, but that's understood. No pets allowed, even though she's not a pet. I will wait outside. Everyone, if anyone needs anything, I am outside. Scarpin, the cleric. Should I just try and snipe them from over here? Yeah, okay. I did say they were as good as dead. I would hate for my, you know, to break my word on our first contract as Adventure Incorporated. Ellery, the bard. We would want you to leave this warehouse. He points behind him. Mm -hmm. Church! Oh, sorry. We want you to leave this church. Deerin, the wizard. He say you no worship Shattered Fang. Yeah, man, he's, like, super wrong. We love Broken Tooth, uh, Shattered Fang, man. Prepare yourselves, for these are the tales of Adventure Incorporated. So the four of you and the members of the caravan have now uh, made your way into this camp, this encampment, because uh, as you've gotten closer, it's much larger than you would have expected. Uh, from your vantage point up above, you know, it was hard to get scale. The tents are huge. Uh, and the space here that they've marked out, you know, there's probably uh, 150, 200 people that are part of this troop um you know everyone from the very old to children running around all seem to be part of uh this mobile enterprise um as they are, as you all arrive talia begins negotiating with the host who uh invited you in to uh pick up some supplies to mend a bunch of the wagon wheels make sure that they are in a good operating order uh, this is something that's pretty common at uh, uh whenever you're dealing with the mendicants they are uh, a little bit of everything and so they have people here who will do things like wheel writing and then they have uh, the performers that are uh, preparing for uh, their guests that are here uh, tonight, which is you guys. Um, and then there's all kinds of other little things set up, like uh, small shops and stalls, small games. Uh, it's like a little festival that is always happening. Um, so as you arrive, what is, what's your plan? What are you looking for? What are you uh, trying to engage with amongst these mendicants? Scarpin wants to go straight for this like bubbly, spicy drink he had as a kid. Uh, and he doesn't remember <laughs> the name of it, but it's like dark and it's warming and he's just so excited and he wants everyone to try it. Dear and okay. Steeran is ready to have a good time with Scarpin uh, because Scarpin is the only other person who is excited about <laughs> this situation. <laughs> so, Scarpin, I think you find a little stand uh, that has a bunch of drinks. Uh, the uh, drinks are on a board in a language you don't understand. Um, and you see the person behind the counter. Uh, she appears to be an elf. Uh, and she has a one of these expressionless white masks on. Hello, welcome. What can I do to help you? Oh, hello, hello. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm Scarpin. These, these are my friends here. Uh, some of them, it's their first time. Uh, but I wanted to have them try this drink I remember as a child. Uh, do you have any, like, spicy, bubbly, dark drink? Spicy, bubbly, dark. Spicy, bubbly, dark. There are several that might fit that. Uh, but we have... Uh, and I, I can see what we can provide, and maybe I can find what you are looking for. Is there anyone else who is looking for something special? Oh, I don't know, but I'll take one of each. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here, man. Whatever he's having, I'm going to have the same thing tonight, man. My grandma always says if you're looking for something special, then you're going to miss all the special things that are already around you. Oh. Oh. So wise. Then I will give you the special thing we have already available. She pulls up a, a jug, like a, a clay jug. She sets it on the table in front of her. Um, and then she pulls uh, a wooden cask. And she pours some ale from the wooden cask into a glass, about half full. And then she pours from the clay jug uh, a white viscous liquid uh, that pours into the glass with the ale uh, and huh. fills it up the rest of the way. Um <laughs> She gives it a quick stir uh, and she slides it across uh, the table. She says, this is a very ancient drink that has uh, supposedly many magical properties associated with it. Magic drink, man. That's awesome. It looks particularly weird, doesn't it, Tyrion? So uh, who did she slide it toward? Uh, she slowed it. She slid it toward. Slowed it. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah, yeah. She slowly slid it uh, toward, like just toward the lot of you. It's a pretty big glass, so Who you did think like she slid it to <laughs> Ellery. She slid it to Ellery, but Ellery picks uh, it up and takes a drink. Okay, uh, she says this is a white American, and it is supposedly. <laughs> Uh, it is made with the goat of a milk, uh, the milk of a goat. <laughs> the goat and of a milk. <laughs> the goat of a milk. I'm doing great tonight. Killing it with these words. Uh, it is made with the milk of a goat mixed into a long fermented ale. Uh, good luck. So, Ellery, <laughs> you don't really eat or drink as it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she's but, here you know, for the experience. Right. The experience is very unpleasant. Uh, so as soon as you swallow a mouthful of this white American, uh, it begins to churn and bubble in your stomach. Um, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, you don't have to make like a, you know, a check against it or anything, but you are very, very upset right now. Oh, um, I... Did I appreciate your sharing this with us. Uh, it maybe uh, my tummy is just not uh, acclimated to this kind of drink. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave the rest in the cup if if it's not too much trouble for you. It is a family drink. It is meant to share. Uh, um, oh, Ellery, can I try? Um, y you can. Yay! Yeah, he reaches out for it. <laughs> yeah, man, maybe it's the magic in you, Ellery. He just downs a big old swig. Scarpin, uh, you think maybe for just a second, uh -huh. like you might be sated by this. Like, yeah, yeah. at the very least, 
it makes you not want to eat something else right this second. And that's what you realize it is. It's nice. not that you're sated. Uh, it's just discomfort. Uh, <laughs> like deep down in your core. Oh, just like when I was a kid. <laughs> and he, pa- he passes it to Deeran. Yeah. Uh, Deeran throws it back. Deeran. Deeran, Deeran, Deeran. Deeran in your human constitution. Give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> no! Uh, Belroth knew the drink and was staying quiet, watching the chaos ensue. Nat 20. Oh, nice. Deeran is who I want to take out to Deer- party with. <laughs> the minute Deeran knocks it back. Oh, Deeran, be careful. That's, oh, that's a lot. Oh no! Uh, someone yeah, Darren, get a, Darren get a bag. fucking like whole hogs this thing, uh, leaving like just <laughs> enough for Belroth to have some. And and everyone in the space around you hears your stomach revolt when it touches, like you know that sound, like when you can hear someone's stomach grumble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then that's it. Like everyone, like that. there's like a deep breath, <laughs> and then everyone's fine. <laughs> so uh, yes. It is. You have uh, successfully consumed your your portion, and then some. Do I do I need to finish this? Is it, it uh, is, uh, if you are of the family, oh. it is a family drink. Uh, uh, Belroth. <laughs> yeah, Belroth, your family. Um, oh, Belroth feels feels a lot of pressure now. Um, <laughs> he knows he knows about this drink. He's heard this drink before. He tried to stay out of it, and he takes. He tries to finish it. He kind of pounds back the last sip. Con saving throw, please. All right. <laughs> you said there was just enough for a sip. Everyone else took oh, yeah. a sip. Yep. <laughs> sure did. You're alive. Cute, cute little tiefling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're you right. Are... <laughs> yeah, remember when you said your poor, sweet human Also net 20. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Look at it. It's there. That didn't help. It didn't. So you swallow it down. She takes the glass back. Um, and she says, I am supremely impressed and disappointed uh, <laughs> in the events that have occurred here. Oh, man, I'm uh, so sorry. Uh, no. And then he, like... He whips his hands into the air, uh, like starting to cast a spell. Is, is this what you needed? You need like magic now? No, no, no. The white American is an old practical joke played by our people. Typically, one who consumes one does not keep it down for very long. But you, you are all very impressive. And so I will give you this. Your next two rounds are free. And she passes a bunch of drink chits, like, across the counter. Drink chips! Excuse me, can can we use these for any kind of drink? Or do we have to use them for that? No, I would expect you not to. Okay. (laughs) If you wanted to, I might be somewhat concerned. (laughs) Excellent. Scarvin pushes both chips back and says, I'll take... (laughs) That one in the, um, I'll drink that one in the tall bottle and that one in the short and fat bottle right there. Those yes, two. either of these may be what you're looking for. Uh, we shall see. Um, and she pours you two glasses of the so brown, bubbly, uh, dark liquid. I'm so excited. 
He's just going to have them both double fist in and looking at the, his crew, just ready to move on to the next next stop. Do, do you have a Which drink one should I get, man? Do you have like, a drink oh, that's like tea or anything? Like a, an alcoholic tea of some kind? Like, oh. a, like a kombucha oh, a or something? Tea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rob's leaning into that but, professor bit. But, <laughs> but more alcoholic, maybe? <laughs> just whiskey and tea <laughs> <laughs> yeah she uh she pulls like something that uh, looks like it's probably fermented uh as she pops the top off of it and it's like a poof, uh and she pours it into a cup she takes and then she the adds, out <laughs> yeah <laughs> she adds something a little something something to it and then passes that to you hmm uh, the, the one on the squiggly blue bottle right there. That, that, that looks fun. That looks kind of weird. I wanted the one that you were talking about all afternoon, man. Like, when we got back to camp, you just kept talking about that one. Like, the, the dark and spicy and bubbly and crazy yeah. one. So, like, try those. Okay, okay. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me try both of them. Okay. Oh, no, no. They're kind of familiar, but it's not the right one. We got to just keep trying them. But, but yeah, maybe you try that one. I'll try yours. And then, you know, later on, we'll come back. And, uh, we're going to find it. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, yeah, I'll take the blue uh, swirly glass there. Uh, she uh, shrugs and she pops it off and pours it. And she says, normally your kind does not drink this drink, but uh, maybe you will be okay. And she hits it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, and I take a sip. Uh, it is very fruity. Uh, and it is very tingly on your tongue. Like, kind of makes your tongue numb a little bit as you drink it. Uh, and then it kind of makes my throat numb. And then it uh, starts little, to tighten up little. a little bit. <laughs> and then, uh, it's it, not anaphylaxis. You're okay. The impending <laughs> sense of doom washes no. over me. Uh, <laughs> it's just sort of like, uh, yeah. It's, it's blue raspberry and Szechuan uh, peppercorn flavor. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it just makes your it makes your tongue a little bit numb uh, all the way down your throat. Like your tongue is a little bit numb. Uh, but in like a in like an interesting sensation way, not in like a gonna die way. Just chug a Red Bull and take a Benadryl. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Next, we'll take don't that, actually uh, do small that. Small silver folks. can right there. <laughs> this is not medical small advice. Small silver can with, with a beast of some sort on the front of it. <laughs> and just like that tiny pink pill that you got over there. Uh, <laughs> the crimson the pills are the, the pills are or the pills are extra. <laughs> For me, I'll take the I'll take that can that has a monster on the front of it. <laughs> I have something special for you. And she uh, she reaches down and pulls out uh, a silver flask. Um, the she puts it onto the table in front of you, and she says, "I will take." both drink chips for this but it is something i think you will find refreshing okay she gives both drink tickets uh okay and so yeah you have this you have a silver flask in front of you i open it uh and... immediately the smell that comes up from the flask uh you can feel like a quiver in your jaw uh, as like the smell of blood yes. comes from the flask. 
Give me that sweet, sweet juice. That body juice. <laughs> <laughs> you started saying it. I Person knew where you juice. were going. <laughs> it's a flask filled with sweat. Uh, Ellery, um, uh, do you want like... my chip? That was an expensive one. I, I don't know if you... I mean, that's food. Oh, no, I'll be okay, Balarath. Are you sure? Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so Ellery's going to, like, pour a little bit on her finger and taste it. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to see if there's, like, something special about it. Like, is it is it blood that's going to get me drunk? So what is your experience with the consumption of non-animal blood? As Like, what is Ellery's actual experience with that? Like has she greater has weight, she, or sorry, touched yes. blood? Has she fed on the touched before? I think that um there's Yes. There's okay. a story there. I certainly, and we don't need to dig into that. Okay. Uh yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. so th- immediately when you taste this little bit on your finger, you can tell that this is blood of the touched. Um, I don't think you're quite the connoisseur that you could pick out like what kind. No. Right. You couldn't tell the difference between like human and gnome and whatever else, but this is definitely blood that would sustain you for a week, not blood that would sustain you for a day. Great. Uh, she is going to savor it. So she's going to take like little sips. The uh, the woman leans in close to you uh, before like to try and just talk to you so that mm-hmm. the others like couldn't necessarily overhear. And she says, that is a very special flask. It is linked to someone. Someone who is willing. If you pass magic through this flask, use the stones of magic then it will refill. My recommendation is that you do not use this flask more than twice in a day, or it may not refill again. Oh, man, how... Uh, how you will need many stones that was to make this my happen. Question. <laughs> Eight stones Ooh. will refill this flask. but I can see how that might be valuable for you in an emergency. It kind of makes me think that I shouldn't drink it now, even though I'm at a party and I'm really excited about it. This will not keep. Oh. Drink now and enjoy. Thank you so much. But if you need it in the future, know that it will be there. Thank you. I... Do you... Can I... Pay you for this and anything other than drink tickets and not throwing up your other drink. (laughs) We will always take whatever donations people give. This is our life. But we also know when we have come across something that yearns for a new home, that speaks to find a new place to be. I take it you don't have many like me around here? That is not true. In fact, many like you, and like your friend, 
turn to us because they have nowhere else to go. We too are turned away from society. And so when they are turned away, they come here. Since the Accords, there have been fewer of your kind, though the numbers from his kind have not lessened. Well, I think it's really, really great for you to, to give home to so many people. Some feel that it is the only way to give up their hunger. That to seek what we provide satiates that which claws at them. I do oh. not know. I do not know if that is... No one has told me that their hunger disappears completely. But we all give up a piece of ourselves to be part of this family. And for some, it lessens those sensations. Well, thank you. Um, and if I'm ever in a place where maybe I'm looking for a change, I'll hopefully see y'all again. You will be welcome to try to join the family. Not all are accepted who seek us. I'm really good at tests. Hmm. If it is your journey, your path to be here, then you will find your way here, as do all whose path it is. Go. Enjoy your night. There is much Scarpen, to see. Scarpin bustles up and uh, sets one of the drinks down on the counter and says, oh, but before I forget, I, uh, you know... Uh, as, as, as custom, uh, you know, the old ways, uh, I, have, I have a gift for you. And he, he pulls a toothed flower off of uh, his <laughs> shell. And he says, oh, I've, I picked this up in the demon aisles. It's very, very weird. <laughs> and, and hands it to them. This is most unique. I like it very much. Excellent, excellent. She... We'll be enjoying your uh, services here. We're very excited. Thank you so much for your help. She like tucks it into the eye hole of the expressionless mask. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like hanging out near her eye. Um, Looks great. Thank you. It's <laughs> going picks up the glass and turns away. <laughs> Where to next? <laughs> uh, yeah, Deeran takes his drink. Uh, and like that is quite enough. Uh, for him, and he is he is all set uh, to go elsewhere uh, after it puts that thing in its eye. Yikes! You just hear Gallet's uh, voice like echoing in your head, like Ugh, "Tinkers." <laughs> uh, well, Ellery, this is your first time with the mendicants. Where, where would you? What would you want to do? Oh, I I want to see a show. You said there was music. You said there was dancing. Yes, it seems to be there's some something going on over there. That would really make me feel like home. Then let's go. Uh, as you approach, uh, you see that they have set up uh, around the central fire here, uh, a place that looks like a stage uh, for 
a performance. Um, and you're starting to realize that many of the people that are here, it looks like, have come to sit. They are not uh, necessarily of the family. They don't wear the masks like many of the others do. Uh, they seem to just be traveling with the group as uh, visitors. So uh, they're they're setting up around and and uh, one of the uh, people with a mask he's wearing not an expressionless mask but a mask with like turned up in a smile, um, and he is standing on a box in front of this little amphitheater, uh, shouting out like, uh, "Come forth, come forth to hear a story that we will perform for you here live tonight." Many have come to learn the secrets and histories of this world, and we will share them once again for all to see. Come, have a seat. Yes, welcome, welcome. Hello, come along. Hello, hi, thank you. My name's Ellery. These are my friends, Belleroth, Deeran, and Scarpin. We're very excited to come here and hear your story. Uh, as you mentioned, Deeran, you turn around and he is not there. Oh. <laughs> Belleroth, where'd Deeran go? I don't... Was it my turn to look for him? Look after him? I... I uh, I'll, I'll go find him. Oh, I got two drinks. I, I couldn't uh, well, keep track of him. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go look for... I'll go look for Deeran. <laughs> Please enjoy the show. I'm, I'm sure I've heard this one before. Oh, no. I... How long Bye. do we have till it starts, sir? Ah, uh, the show is due to go on in five minutes, so 15 at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've all got plenty of time to go look for you. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> I'll save our seats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scarf, and that'll be really helpful. <laughs> he puts one drink there, one drink there, and then the shell yeah. one over. <laughs> and he's he's looking for the, the people walking up in the stands, looking for uh, see if anybody's selling pasta. <laughs> Get your pasta. Just like when I was a kid. Ah. Um, yeah, uh, starts to like look for traces of Deeran. Um, you know, <laughs> snacks. Uh, stray marshmallows. <laughs> Although I'm sure it's very tricky because there's snacks everywhere. It's this, this is like yeah. camouflage zone for Deeran. Deeran, things so cool around here. <laughs> this is like it's just like I remember, but even better, man. A little scarier, but way better. Uh, and he takes another sip of blue drink, uh, which again uh, tickles his his throat uh the more he drinks of it the more he likes it uh, but woo. uh where are you going great question uh he like <laughs> let's see uh one to ten he takes a right uh so we get an 18 he takes a left uh and then he takes a right and so like he he just kind of meanders through stalls right uh until he like he gets kind of away from the center ish um and like things are starting to get less market and more like tent village yes um. <laughs> okay all right um you wander into this uh, tent village area uh, and you, uh, you know, look around here a little bit. 
certainly you see some families uh, as they see you, they tuck into their tents. These families, even the children, wear masks. Um, That's so cool. And and they like disappear from view. Uh, you see like a, a big tent back here with a lot of animals, like large oxen uh, and stuff like feeding and grazing in a pen they've set up. Um, and uh, after a few minutes of just wandering around through here, uh, you realize that there are two people following you, uh, both of whom are wearing masks. Uh, yeah, so Diren reaches down to scratch Freya, uh, and when he realizes Freya isn't there, oh, I was like... uh, walks over to uh, scratch the oxen. Uh, he's like, you know, he's, he's feeling the need to like rub some animals. Uh, okay. He's like three quarters through this drink now, and uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta <laughs> love on a little animal here every once in a while. Uh, you know, give him a little scratch, and so uh, you get a tap on the shoulder. Oh hey, oh hey. Uh, who who are you, man? These are two. Um, they presumably humans. Uh, both behind these masks, and one of the one who tapped you on the shoulder says, "Uh, you came in with that caravan, right?" Yeah, man. We're just uh, you know, we're stopping by for the night. Give me a Constitution was- saving throw. Oh boy. Mid mid sentence. Uh. Let's see. His con mod is plus two, so that's an eleven. Okay, uh, you, you suddenly your vision starts swimming as you get punched full force in the gut, uh, like you know, like a uh, disabling blow to the abdomen. Um, you're wheezing uh, for a moment, uh, but. You have your faculties enough that when the other guy starts to make an attack uh, against you as well, uh, both of them, they look like they're coming in to start pummeling on you. Uh, You are aware. So you're now in combat and it is your turn. Great. Uh, On the other guy, then uh, he's going to use the cantrip gust. uh, And he's going so he swings his hands in the air and like pushes both hands to the side. The drink like splashes all over the other guy. Uh, <laughs> and like a gust of wind blows this guy uh, into the other guy um, is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to push him uh, 10 feet here. Okay. And so uh, he gets a strength save of a DC 13. Okay. He succeeds. Oh. Strong wind happens, uh, <laughs> so a, a harmless sensory air effect basically happens, uh, and the wind comes from next to the oxen, blows up some of the uh, <laughs> some of the hay, and it kind of circles around us. Hey, man! Um, like, what's going on? Stop! Good one. They both make attacks. <laughs> yep. Uh, they both hit. Great. They're they're punching you. So you take f- uh, two damage from the first hit and two damage from the second hit. All right. N- non-lethal. <laughs> as as they pummel you. The Great. flat of their fists. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, non. I mean, they're not monks, so 
They're not hitting you for. Sure. <laughs> they're not. Le- they're not lethal weapons. They're just mugging yeah. you back here. Um, it is your right. turn again to try and do something. Great. Um, Diren is going to. Like whoever are so they're both punching me. Fuck all. Okay, uh, he is going to take the action to disengage. Yep. Uh, and then he is going to run thirty feet away, uh, back toward where he thinks he came from. Okay. Yeah, I think like uh, they're pummeling back toward you. where he saw the families. Yeah, you duck under and like through them, uh, and then run <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh yeah and so yeah his like his long like weird gangly like uh run basically like i hate how shaggy fits perfectly here but like his feet are kind of like doing that like uh windmill run you know what i oh, mean you're right so so before this we got like a yeah like the ham bone like <laughs> That's that's the disengage like sound. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, they both run after you, right. um, trying I mean, to catch up to you. So every turn, I'm going to disengage and keep running. So I don't know if you want to do like a chase mechanic or if you want to like however you want to do it. But that's my plan. Yeah. So let's do this. Uh, why don't you roll an opposed dexterity check? Uh, to see how quickly you get away from these two guys. Great. Four. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So uh, you cut out, you run. They run up behind you. You take two more attacks because they get close enough to try and they're trying to trip you and attack you. I think one like tries to grab at you, uh, but you you get out of the way. Uh, But you do get hit once. Uh, for another two non-lethal damage. All right. Uh, when they hit me again, I'm going to be like, you guys stop. Like, I know I don't look it, but I I could do some serious damage and I don't want to have to, man. Uh, the one who, uh, first spoke to you says, all we want is the halberd. I don't, I don't know what that is, man get him uh so make another dexterity check (laughs) to run away Uh, and this time i'm gonna try and duck into like one of the tents with families in it (laughs) okay (laughs) hide behind a child (laughs) i mean or a mother (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) uh that is a 16 dex check okay uh you (laughs) run uh, and I think you cut around a corner and then quickly cut into one of these tents, uh, hoping they won't see where you went. Yeah. Deeran puts a, like a finger up to his mouth real quick. Like, shh. Yeah. So you burst in on a family, like sitting around, uh, a, in, in this tent, uh, sharing like a, a small portion of food, uh, two children and, uh, a father and, when they see you, like, he's like, what? And you put up your finger and they all just, he puts his hand toward the children and he says, what do you want? 
And then I just want to hide in here. There's guys trying to beat me up. Who is bringing violence upon you? That is I not don't know, our man. Way. They're wearing. They got the whole mask on thing, man. What? And he moves past you and steps out into the roadway. And he sees the two coming around the corner. Um, and he puts out a hand and they just like blow by him. And he turns back and he says, stay here. And then he stalks off. Duran's going to follow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now that the numbers are even, Deeran's back in, baby. <laughs> oh, he's got a tank again? We're good. Let's go. Uh, uh, you step out as you he- as you see the man that uh, whose tent you walked in put his fingers in his mouth and let out a shrill whistle. Um, several people just start coming out of tents in the area. Uh, and as these guys are moving briskly looking for you, uh, within seconds, they are surrounded. Uh, and he turns and sees you looking. And as the circle closes around these two guys, he said, I said, wait inside. This does not concern you. With the children now. Okay, man. Uh, and Darren goes inside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting there with these two kids who are staring no, he's gonna, at you like he's gonna mask. try and peek through the blinds like through the through the crack in the tent but uh you don't really see much uh the crowd has surrounded these two guys and then after a few minutes uh they disperse the whole crowd disperses the kids are still staring behind. at you <laughs> hey guys uh Good dinner? They don't say anything. They're just <laughs> staring. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Suddenly, the man comes back in through the tent and he says, I am very sorry. Someone used us against you. I didn't think it was y'all, you know? Like, I've heard the stories, but I don't believe them. Like, I've always had a good time at these things, ma'am. Sorry for, like, barging in on your dinner or whatever. You have nothing to be sorry for. You may go now. The problem has been dealt with. Cool, ma'am. Thanks. Uh, Darren's going to try and find his friends. (laughs) Uh, He is very nervous. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you step out and uh, you come across, like, not too long like, as you head back toward the uh, not <laughs> density part of this yeah. uh, little encampment. Uh, you see uh, Deeran, I'm sorry, you see Belroth and Freya and Ellery um, looking for you. Yeah. Hey, guys. And Deeran holds up a hand. He's got, like, a black eye because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, if I were to if I were to put us on a scale of uh, one to twenty, I'm at like I'm feeling like a twelve. You know wow. what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, he like he waves. Uh, Man, you guys are never gonna guess what happened to me. Uh, he like tells them the whole story, but like way more dramatic 
uh, on their way back to. So you punched them uh, as well. That's I. How did you get so many punches? Yeah, man. Like my arms went up to do all the spells I know, you know. And then I don't know what it was. They were so powerful. They like stopped the spell from working. We need to get back to the caravan now. But what about the show, man? The show's not important. We have a job to do. We do have to... Scarpin, you start to watch the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Before the show, uh, Scarpin wanted to to chat up uh, the the person who greeted them. Okay. With the smiley face. If if, if he sees kind of an opening where there's a little bit of a lull. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, You know, people are trickling in and you have a moment where you could uh, get his attention. Uh, excuse me there. Uh, good, 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 sir. Good, sir. Yes. Hey, uh, so I just want to say I'm looking forward to the show, and uh, I wanted to see if you have seen any of my kind around uh, lately. I, I haven't seen any, but we are wanderers. Mm, yes, the wandering ones. It has been some time since I have seen your people come these ways. Uh, but, uh, you know, your people tend to be more accepted the places that we travel than we are and so it is not uncommon for your people to be further in uh to the more pl- the places of society than we manage to get yes that's that's fair we are friendly folk uh how about uh, uh my people and he covers the turtle side of his face and then <laughs> and and what's left is the corpson kind of side of his face ah <laughs> uh, yes yes uh, that affliction is one we are also familiar with. Though most, as you undoubtedly are aware, uh, you know, most of you tend to stay within the Deadlands, and our visits to the Deadlands are infrequent. But many of your kind who have found themselves outside the Deadlands do seek us out. Uh, we are always open and welcome to those afflicted by what you carry within you. We do not shun or disparage for those choices made and those uh, seeds planted. Oh, that's that's wonderful to hear. Yes, uh, uh, some of the corpsen, if you will, uh, who I've met as well, say speak highly of you. Um, uh, the rest of uh, society, I feel like uh, I haven't spoken to too many people about this because nobody seems to recognize what I am. Uh, they just think this is normal turtle looking. Uh, you are they... a rarity, to be sure. I uh, think that perhaps you. perhaps you are the only uh, corpse and I have met who has uh, was once a turtle. In, in general, uh, how has the the common folk, the, how have they reacted to the, the, the corpse in recently, uh, the, those that do wander out? I always, one of the reasons we are so willing to accept those who come from the Deadlands, you know, with the, with the Blood Moon Accords in place, many of the vampire are protected. They are safe, as long as they are not fully vampire there is a place for them in society they have climbed high within the ranks of uh, all of nobility and they are protected your people not so much i worry 
about the fear that comes inherent with your people, those who are not familiar with the corpsen. And they worry. And of course, just as I am sure there are other families of the mendicants to whom the fears and worries that many bring toward us are not unfounded. Certainly there are corpsen who have found their way to villages and left nothing. But I know that that is not most people. And if those who were not corpsen actually took stock in the devastation their kinds wrought as well, they would find that there is not so much difference between the types of devastation that can occur. Uh, a few bad eggs ruin it for the rest of them. Uh, oh, well, um, I appreciate the news, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to the show. Uh, I don't know where my friends are, but uh, they'll be here. They'll be here. And Keep yourself safe. There is much history that flows through you. Ah. Uh, uh, I am quite, well, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few moments later, uh, the first of the players take the stage. Uh, the thing that you notice, Scarpin, is that uh, they wear, they all wear masks, but not all, mo none of them are expressionless. They all wear either a mask with the mouth turned up or a mask with the mouth turned down into uh, like a sad face. Uh, and these masks seem to correlate to the role that they are playing as the story unfolds. So if they are... Uh, if you are supposed to be rooting for them, they are wearing the upturned masks. And if you are supposed to be rooting against them, then they wear the downturned masks. Um, so, but they begin to tell a story. Uh, a narrator steps forward and says, um, Many, many, many years ago, when this land was still asleep, a people came to visit this place. A people of transformation and power, a people known as the Fae. They came to this world to frolic, to live, to eat. Uh, behind him, you see a group of uh, actors take the stage. Um, they have, all of a sudden, the back, the, the, the staging around them begins to transform with magic and the setting that they are in transforms and these uh actors in simple white robes and with these white masks their costumes begin to appear upon them as well uh clearly some sort of illusion is happening here uh that you think if you really tried hard you could pick it apart right and like see through this illusion um no. but it's Scarpin part does not no of he, course he accepts not it so much <laughs> yeah uh, so in front of you is a sprawling forest, uh, and these figures that travel through this forest, um, you know, they, they pluck fruit from the trees and they frolic and dance, uh, and the story continues. When these people came to this world, what they found was one that was primal and young. They found animals and plants in abundance and they found those of us who we now call the touched. But at the time, the world was different. There were no cities. 
certain towns, no societies and culture. These creatures were but animals. They were of no thought. They simply roamed this world as any other inhabitant, and the Fae were happy to ignore them. The king of the Fae, and a, a large table appears with a spread of food and all of the Fae take a seat at it. Um, the king of the Fae wears a downturned mask. The king of the Fae stood high upon his throne, looking out at his court. And the, the king's voice booms out. We will stay here for a thousand years. We will reap the benefits of this place. It is our playground, and we will be happy to enjoy all of its natural wonders for ourselves. And when we are full, we will return home with stories of the beauty of this place. The narrator begins again. But there was one, one of his host, who stood apart. And a figure takes the stage in a beautiful golden robes, long flowing golden hair, and an upturned smile. This one was named Lanyer, and he knew something different, something the others had not seen. For he too saw the creatures of this world as animals, until he was one day sitting in the forest. The other actors leave the stage and the scene fades into a different forest scene and Lanyer uh, sits on the ground. He heard rising above the sounds of the forest the most beautiful voices he had ever heard. A song shimmering through the air, a song of life and love and sorrow, a song of loss and pain, of happiness and joy. And it was many voices together ringing out. You can hear like a ghostly haunting chorus begins. Lanyer stands and he moves towards the music and three elves are standing in the woods. They're all in leaves and leathers, like barely uh, clothing. Lanyer heard this song and knew that something was special about these people. Something different. And so he reached out with his power. The fey magics washed over these creatures. And then they were something new. And the three elves explode with light. The elves learned of culture. They learned of society. They learned of art, of music. They learned of understanding and communication. They learned how to create. They learned how to be more than animals. They learned how to be something spectacular. The other fae, however, did not see this as Lanyer did. The other fae come back into the scene and all of the, the light around the trees changed to crimson. What you have done here, Lanyer, is unnatural. It is a violation. You have doomed these people to sorrow and death. What you gave them was not life. What you have given them is awareness of their own mortality. But Lanyer's gift 
had changed the fae in another had changed the elves in another way for their life was now extended they truly would live beyond their years perhaps forever if not slain by other means he motioned to this to the fae please brothers lanier says sisters look what these people can do look what they can create but the other fae could not see it the other fae saw only lanier's folly they cast him out from the court pushed him aside and so lanier spent time traveling to the others that he found the dwarves deep in their mountains and he gave them the same gift he had given the elves they became beautiful craftsmen capable of understanding the natural beauty and art of creation more than any other ever had he found the humans and he gave them this gift as well and their ability to create manifested in how virulent they became the audience laughs um he says and he sought the orcs the orcs had always caused trouble they were territorial and difficult when Lanier gave them a gift, he gave them a gift of longevity that none had expected. That their thoughts and their ideas could persist beyond the individual. And over years and years, this bred the ability to learn truth about war. To learn truth about their own strength that emboldened them. And so the first war came, as the orcs turned against the humans and the elves and the dwarves. And the fae held Lanya responsible. They came to him and said, again they appear on the stage in front of him, We warned you this would happen. You have opened their eyes to danger. You have shown them a path that they cannot come back from. You have doomed them, Lanya. Lanyer took a bit of each of the peoples he had helped touch. He took a bit of the humans. He took a bit of the elves, a bit of the dwarves, the halflings who sang their songs who he had also touched. He grabbed some of their mirth and joy and indeed a bit of the orcs. And he combined them all together. The light glows in his hands. And from them sprung the gnomes, the people of the Fae, the smallest but most joyful of the creatures of this world. They represented all of the good pieces of the other people. They were his light. And Lanyer 
pushes this gnome forward and the other fae you can see start to realize and all except for the uh king of the fae their masks change from the downward expression to an upward one the fae truly began to realize and understand they accepted lanyar back into the fold as years passed and the people began to create lives in this place. A darkness befell them. A darkness of shadow. Suddenly the lights turned dark and streams of shadow moved down, like pushing themselves into people who represent these touched races and they begin to transform into shadowy versions, dark robes. The shadow posed a problem. A problem the Fae could not help but observe. They saw a sickness spread. And Lanyer stood, shimmering in gold. We must stand against the shadow. We must help these people who we have freed escape this torment. But the king did not agree. You have freed these people's minds. You have doomed them to this fate. They will face whatever they must face on their own. The people, for their part, faced Shadow bravely. Many died. And they sought allies outside of the Fae. The creatures of the celestial realm the gods above fought alongside them against the shadow here in the material realm. And as the gods took the field, all seemed to be lost when one of the gods was struck by shadow. The god was splintered and broken a side of light and a side of shadow. Two halves to a whole. And so the gods had no choice but to quit the field and leave their broken partner as he was. Lanyer saw this and he returned to the court demanding that they help the people of the world help the plane. Still, the king refused. I will not stand party and watch as... And then the king was silenced as Shadow took the first of the Fae. When the Fae king fell, all turned to Lanyer. We have ignored this for too long. We cannot stay out of this fight. It has been our fight from the beginning, but it is more so our fight now. Lanyer called to bear an army of the touched. He transformed them again into a, ra into a group called the Sylvan, who would carry out his will. They locked Shadow away and removed themselves from the world that they could defend it 
on its front lines elsewhere. And as the war of shadow raged on realms beyond, we were left with the last gift of the Fae, the most precious. We were left with time. Time to grow and change on our own. Time to build societies. So that when the shadow returned, as it one day would, we would be ready to stand against it, to hold back the tides of chaos as the shadow fell again. And ready we were as heroes. And four people take the stage. Um, a dwarf, a dragonborn, a half-elf, and a half-orc. And the magic glows brightly around them. Heroes stood tall to save us in our darkest hour because of the gifts we were given. And while the Fae may not have our best interest in heart, at heart anymore, we will always owe them for the great gifts they gave us. And the lights rise up, the audience cheers, and the ah! actors take a bow. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, Lanyard's many gifts. Oh, it's my fa- oh, I love that. Oh, so good. Wait, hey, where's, where are my friends? <laughs> they, they, they missed everything. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> and he keeps clapping. Just stands up, just roaring. Loving it. Oh, I, so I assume that uh, we had been, like, trying to get back in, but the performance started, so they closed it and locked. No, so that's, I my assumption no, is that the three not, of you went back to the caravan. Yeah. Uh, Ellery said I we said have we to have get to back. go now. <laughs> oh. I guess I didn't So when <laughs> I didn't I thought we would go get Scarp and then go back. But that's fine. <laughs> uh, you might have sent like maybe you did, but uh, if you did, then yes, similarly the once the performance started, no one was allowed to join sure. the performance in progress yeah please be quiet no i understand i i assume you can watch from a little monitor uh outside <laughs> they have a little like illusion of what's happening on the stage <laughs> but yeah. very far away it's just a guy with puppets <laughs> like he's set up in the waiting area uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah doing the puppetry of it which is and it's funny because as you were describing it like i know that they have magic and so like when you say like oh and they they start to glow or whatever I know that that can be a magical effect, but I really, the way I was imagining it was like, you know, like a shoop and a big like can light behind them turns on and it makes them look yeah. like they're glowing. And like, they've got little strings on their masks that when you pull it, it turns the, the frown into a smiley face. Yeah. Like a real, real festival, low budget party For trick. For so many years, they did probably had to do that because i imagine uh like the magical items even oh were, yeah were, were hard, hard to come by and magic themselves so they probably developed this craft yeah and, and like honestly that. i think what's probably most likely is they use magic for it now but they use magic in the way you're talking about right so instead of just having the people glow they have a an, an illusionary light glow up behind them that makes them glow like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. they, it's like a blend lighting. of stagecraft St yeah <laughs> stage back or whatever 
Backstage, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, some stuff you're like, ah, I, I don't mind all these magical effects, but I really like the practical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks It better. holds up better in the long term. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, it turns out none of these actors were here. They were all illusions. <laughs> Whoa! It's cheaper, cheaper that way. <laughs> One guy with a bunch of dots glued to him. Um, yeah. so <laughs> but you could kind of tell because the like, you know, they only had like some like a limited expressions, so you could tell that it wasn't. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the three of you return back to the caravan. Uh, Gallet is. Uh, basically pacing back and forth up and down the caravan. Uh, and Deeran looks at Ellery. Um, hey, hey, Gallet, we're back. Uh, we're just here to provide a little extra security. We were just... We had a, we had a feeling. And she kind of like looks at Deeran's eye. Good idea. I don't trust any of them either. Um, it's more, it seems like there might be some, you know, you know, the ones that, that came at us a few days ago. Uh, it seems like they're masquerading as the mendicants trying to get close to the caravan. Deeran nods. Belroth nods. Freya nods. <laughs> Deeran scratches Freya. Um, so yeah, we were thinking we would just come back a little early and, and make sure everything was all right and, and stick around here for a bit. I am feeling great. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to keep patrolling then and you can do the same and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I guess I should go find uh, Scarpin if we're all there. <laughs> so you go wander back in uh, uh, Belroth, and basically as you arrive, the, the uh, thing is letting out. Okay. And Scarpin comes oh, wandering up. Scar Scarpin! Hey, Scarpin! Ah, uh, wonderful. Well, you missed quite the uh, show. Uh, yeah, we'll have to try the next ones in, in oh, 20 minutes. Uh, we're, we're going back to the, the caravan. Um... Uh, Deeran no. got in uh, a bit of a scrap. Uh, yeah. Um, he he was, um, I think he was almost mugged by the same people who almost blew us up earlier. He probably wandered off and, and you know, just... Well, he did wander off. That's fine. Is, is he okay? Is I, he I okay? think so. Okay. I think his pride is a little hurt. <laughs> um... His eye is very... Wow. He has a big black eye. I think it's getting bigger because the blood is starting to pool as the, as it does. Oh, yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's gross. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, come, bring him here. Oh, I'll fix him. We're, we're going to go back to the caravan, regroup, and then have maybe take some shifts to have fun or something. Especially if they're, this group is trying to... Um, uh, do nefarious things we should probably have some extra security and, and plus you got your two drinks you you've oh, oh where'd the other one go yes yes it's it's back it's back in there uh this is this is actually my sixth oh. drink but th thank you for asking <laughs> oh wow um uh, yes there's some great pasta <laughs> as well um but i guess i guess we can go back we're under contract yes. and all so Let, I don't, you know hey, I see, even though hey, this Scarpin, is the best time Scarpin. i've had and 
There's a there's a little yeah. carnival game right there. Let's let's play around, oh. and you know, then we'll, well, I'll, we'll try and win a prize, and we'll call it a good night. Oh, I'm great! I'm great right. at this. This one. will I'm take no time one. at all, I'm sure. Excellent. Step up! Step up! Step up! Knock down these bottles with this uh, ball. Knock down the bottles with the ball. All you gotta do is throw the ball, and you'll knock down some all right. bottles. I, I, I could, I could do this. I can right. do this. Do you want to do it? I, I, I mean, it. I'm, I'm gonna try after. Yeah, yeah, you should also try, but uh, you know, there won't be any bottles left for you. <laughs> Knock down all six them. bottles, win a prize. Knock them all down, win a prize. <laughs> he gives them oh. uh, gold. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What he's gonna say? Uh, <laughs> five silver. Gold. Uh, I'll, uh, one for me, one for my friend here. And he gives them uh, the gold, which is the equivalent of ten silver. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. He takes it from you. Uh, he pockets it. Um, and he says, all right, here you go. And he puts a ball down in front of each of you. All right. All right. Uh, Scott, uh, all right. So what you got to do is hit it directly mm. in the middle, not off to one side or the other. That's the trick. That's the trick. Make, so he's going to go ahead. And- make attacks. <laughs> attacks? Okay. Yeah, de- dexterity attacks. Um, he is not. Uh, he rolled th- a three, a three, and a twelve. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, you like throw one into the canvas in the back. You throw another into the canvas in the back, and the last one you hit the top bottle, and it like wobbles, uh, but it doesn't fall over. Uh, just missed oh, it. Um, I'm not. Well, I'll I'll give it a go. <laughs> uh, can can Belleroth cast Hunter's Mark on the bottle game? <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> he does so. Um, that's a twenty-six. That's a okay. <laughs> um, dirty twenty, and that is a fourteen. So you throw three balls, um, and the first one you just like plink, like right, drill it dead in the center. Um, and they all wobble. Uh, and you follow up the second one, like so fast and smack it while it's still like wobbling. And they wobble a little harder. And the third one you hit and they wobble and they all just sort of settle back. And he's like, better luck next time. Uh, you know, no, no, not quite, uh, not quite enough strength on that one. Sorry. You're going to have to throw a little harder next time. Uh, step right up. Wait, step wait, right wait, up. Wait, wait, games, wait, hold games. on a second. I, uh, you know, that's a tough game. No, 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 no. Game. It's not, it's not a tough game. I definitely hit it exactly where it was supposed to be. I can see where it is. No, no, no. It's, you know, well, I see, I, you know, I see how you might think that, but it, it's just it shifted a little bit because of your perspective. Don't worry about it. You missed. No big deal. No, I hit three uh, times no, in a row, I, I, actually. I hit three times in the weak yeah, spot. Yeah, you hit, but you didn't knock anything over so uh you know one more time i'm gonna do it one more time i I feel like i'm (laughs) and uh yeah man i don't know ellery like my face like it really hurts do you want me to to make it feel better uh in like very quickly no no like it's okay like i just uh i just wanted you to know that like you know it was it was pretty scary out there, man. And and like the scariest part I think was how they just like made those two dudes like disappear. It definitely sounds like it was a dramatic experience for you. And I'm really sorry that you had to go through it. But like where do you think they took them, man? Um I wonder if they have an elaborate series of tunnels underneath <laughs> each of the camps that they set up. So they get there, they dig out some tunnels, 
and then they they put little trap doors everywhere. So so the reason that they were huddling around them is because they were opening the trap door and they put them down in there so that they could they could deal with them later. Do you think we should go down in the tunnels and like find out if it's actually the guild? Like I just you know, they they knew what it was that they were carrying, you know, so like I assumed are it you, was Are you gonna write tunnels in your notebook? Oh yeah, it must have been hit really good, I forgot. And Deeran flips open his notebook <laughs> and like sheepishly writes tunnels and underscore <laughs> uh, like, underlines feels it. So good. Because <laughs> like she wanted so bad for him to think it was a good idea. And when he didn't whip out his notebook immediately, she panicked a little bit. <laughs> uh Belroth, Belroth, you know what they say, the fifth time's the charm. I'm sure I'm sure Ellery's grandma says that. Here, here, try okay. again, try again. He pays for I, another um, round. <clears throat> Belroth has beamed this thing several times. <laughs> precisely <laughs> in different spots to determine different weaknesses, but he's hit him pretty precisely each time. He's like, this is... Yeah, uh, and so far, no bottles. They all wobble. They have not fallen over. Scar- I, I don't know what to tell you, sir, if you don't knock the bottles one, over. You haven't hit it in the right spot. One more, Scarpin. Uh, look at me, Scarpin. This is the last one. I'm going to win. And he points at like a big yeah. stuffed creature on the... on the. Yeah. I'm going to win it's it. It's like a stuffed chimera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost had it on the third I, round. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you had I it have this it. time. You were very close on the third round. Very close. You've gotten colder. Just saying. Belroth. He's getting tired. That's, sir, that's what's happening. Belroth kind of uh, assumes a stance. Sort of a pitcher's stance, and um, on on his uh, on on himself, I guess, because it's a self-concentrate spell. He casts Hail of Thorns, hoping to hit the thing, shrapnel it, and hit everything with an even amount of force to knock it all over uh-huh. at once. Uh-huh. Um, and when it hits, it goes off. It deals ten one d ten piercing damage uh, to, I guess, every bottle. We'll just call it that way. Uh oh my fucking god! <laughs> that one. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. uh, so yeah, you uh, throw the ball. Oh, such a good idea. Um, it you like toss it like just wildly. You're just furious. Uh, it bounces off the wood table. Uh, bounces up into the air, bounces off the beam up above, and uh, hits Scarpin with a shitload of thorns. I'm getting really I have, bad I have two more throws. Uh, Hail of thorns himself again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Fa- like move. that's a that's a four plus seven. So I'm I assume I just miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit it into the canvas. And then, one more. Hey, you know, it's it's okay to just give up. It, you're fine. And this with this one golden shot, he takes it and he uh, throws it as hard as he possibly can with Hail of Thorns on it. Uh, 23. You uh, just feel with this ball, like you just know right where this one is headed. You've had all this experience. You've got the magic backing up behind <laughs> yeah. it. You toss the ball. You hit the exact spot you mean to. The ball uh, explodes with these thorns that just like sh- like rattle into these bottles. And they waggle back and forth like a, more than you have seen at all. And then they slow and then they stop. And he's like, better luck next time. Want to try again? 
No, that was close. That was probably your closest one. It was very close. Very close. Yeah, I bet he doesn't say that to everybody. I make a perception check to see, look for wires. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't see any wires. He has no idea. No. I rolled it. I rolled a two plus two. <laughs> you want to try no, again? No, You're I don't want to try again. I don't. <laughs> Stupid things are rigged. You can try again. I'm just saying you can try again. Can I try again without it being rigged? It's not rigged. You can try again. He takes a ball. He tosses it behind himself. It hits the bottles. They all collapse down. <laughs> it's not rigged. <laughs> Hey everyone, DM Anthony here, just reminding you that if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, let people know, word of mouth, and you can support the show at patreon.com slash adventuring, or you can check out the shop at adventuringpod.com slash shop. Make sure you check the show notes and the website for all our social media, including our Discord, where you can come and hang out with some great people. We'll see you there. And until next week, I wish you nothing but critical success. Serious business.